0: Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness, and mindset to the next level. It's time to level up. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. Today, we are talking about our top five nutrition mistakes. Mm. it's good timing as well. Cause we're both uh, currently
1: dieting for our pro show coming up in October. Mm. And I feel like naturally a lot of, um, and you're probably the same, Danny, a lot of my content and a lot of like what we speak about on here really does gravitate around what we're doing in life. Yes. And now that nutrition is really becoming one of our big priorities at the moment, in terms of making sure we're hitting targets and being on point, seems very timely to chat about some of the mistakes that we've both made in the past.
0: Yeah, I love sharing everything in real time because they pe- everyone gets the real raw emotions and yep. they get to know the struggles that we're going through and the strategies mm. that we use to overcome them because we're human at the end of the day. Um, so I love sharing all of these things, particularly I've not been in a deficit for ages well Mm. over a year so now these are the little things that actually really matter because when Mm. you're in a surplus there are guidelines Mm. but you don't have to nitpick as much i've found
1: yeah i feel like as well when you go into a surplus i know it should be treated like a goal and yes we need to be still hitting targets but there has to come a time where you relax a little bit with nutrition Mm. and you don't obsess over everything and like what we refer to as you know it being like a dial. I feel like when you've got more calories to play with, that's the perfect time to make sure that you're enjoying meals with families and going out and having more of a social life and not obsessing on hitting the gram. And I know some people do sort of like that approach, but personally, I I love encouraging just having a little bit more flexibility during those times.
0: Yeah, for sure. For your mental health as well. But, um, Tracking your nutrition and um, being in a deficit towards a desired goal is very much a skill and you have to Mm. practice. So what we're going through today for any of the newbies who are listening, don't get too hung up on all of the finer details. Maybe pick one thing that you can improve on uh, because we will be expanding on five, but just pick one and start there um, because at the end of the day, it is a skill. We don't need to overhaul everything. Uh, Just have small goals along the way. But for you and I, we need to be hitting all of these.
1: Oh, I know. It's like a non-negotiable. Any clients that do prep as well, I'm like, okay, the Mm -hmm. dial is right up now. There's no room for error. You don't have to upload your screenshot of your macros because I expect you to be doing that. Now it's time that we step up to these other sort of I I even hate saying these are one percenters they're not they're like 50 percenters if that doesn't really make sense if there's five of them but (laughs) they're super important so we'll get into the first one and that is just simply not tracking your intake
0: yeah mistake number one if you are just guessing everything the chances are you're gonna stuff it up
1: yeah yeah absolutely so obviously we're both I feel like you know, routine seasonal competitors that do track all, all year round. Yeah. And it's funny because some people might think of that as a bit obsessive or a bit disordered in the way that we are eating. But I really do see us as athletes and a key component of being an athlete is sort of being on all year round. Like I said, you don't have to be that hundred percent, but we should be roughly knowing me and you Danny, knowing what our macros are all year round.
0: Yeah. And it's definitely something that when you've done it for so long, you can't unlearn it. Um, (laughs) And we have recorded two episodes on macro tracking for anyone who hasn't heard them. So go back and listen to those uh, before this one. So yeah, both Sherelle and I follow flexible dieting. We found that that is the most realistic long term way for us to get our results both on and off competition prep. Um, But yeah, it is so, so, so important to track your calorie and macro intake. If this is not for you, and you find that it can actually trigger some behaviors, then that's okay. There are other Mm. ways to do it. So before you start tracking, make sure that you're in the right headspace. Mm.
1: I actually think that like, yeah, completely right there. But I think tracking can be very liberating and freeing for some people that do feel those restrictive tendencies when it comes to nutrition. Like Mm -hmm. perhaps you've had bad experiences with meal plans, for example, Mm -hmm. when you're given options, like if you're given, you know, guidelines, which is what macros are, they're not, it's not specific when you're given guidelines and said, now you get to make the decisions of how they fill in. You know, we're usually more compliant and more receptive when we have choice uh, and it can easily get rid of a lot of those restrictive behaviours. That's why I love macro based approach I think it's a you know it's like the tracing paper that you got at school when you were younger <laughs> it helps you learn how to you know draw the picture uh, the goal is not to use tracing paper forever mm-hmm. like you said Danny you never undo it I'm always looking down and being like I might get double chicken this time get some yep. double chicken breast guy need at least 30 grams of protein and this is
0: pathetic <laughs> yeah yeah that is so true always yeah it's just a brilliant tool and then when it comes to competition prep like you and I Shirelle, um, or anyone who has has a really specific goal that they're working towards. Just remember that every little bite that you don't track actually does count no matter what it is. Yeah. LSBs looks sucks
1: and bites. LSBs. LSBs. How (laughs) How does your tracking change from like, you know, maintenance relaxing period to comp prep? Do you find, do you have any structure amongst your macros?
0: Um, in, well, yeah, so I track everything when I know that, all right, time to pedal to the metal. Um, I track everything. So I get rid of the LSBs as you called them. Um, and just... More because of the mindset around it too, because I will feel like shit along the way if I know that I'm breaking my own morals by I'll just have a little bit of this or I'll just have a... Because look, there's not that many calories in a tiny bite, but over Mm. the course of the time, A, you're lying to yourself because you're not sticking to your own goals and B, well, it can actually add up to in that way. So for me, um, I just track everything. Yeah, yeah. Mm. On the same, like making sure that you're really turning up your
1: accuracy of what you're doing. And the, yep. yeah, those little, that little extra lick of the peanut butter, that, that definitely adds That's what up. I was imagining
0: too, peanut yeah. butter. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And I also think of like, when you're letting certain things slide, where else is that showing up? That's what I think. Mm. Like it's not the extra rice cake. It's the mindset that you're reinforcing. Yeah. So Reinforce lack of discipline. You show that in other areas when you forget, or when you not forget, when you go, oh, I won't do that one extra set, or one that that last mm. set, or else, oh, you know, I'm not going to hit that rep count. Oh, it's too hard, or whatever. You're not compliant with certain areas. It bleeds over, yeah. and I like I just say no. I'm the person that ticks all the boxes, so mm. I'm just going to take all the boxes. And sure, there's going to be times where you can't be perfect, but if you can do your best in the you know, those situations, um, then you know that you're giving your all. And I also think like, you know, there's going to be times where your, your dieting phase is going to have um, be interrupted. You know, like I have a wedding later in the year and there's going to be times where things are going to be interrupted. So you may as well do everything that you can when you have full control yep. versus when you don't.
0: Yeah, really well said because the last thing that you want is to be up there stepping on that stage and in the back of your head, you're like, I could have done this, 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 this different. Mm. That's the worst. No matter what the placing is, you want to know that you did everything that you could at your best capability. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, And then for me as well, when it comes to tracking the my intake, I don't go out for food as much. So I had my last sort of big beautiful quality food dinner i didn't like binge eat or anything i did see that on your story (laughs) No, it's yummy like to not really have to track that i left room in my calories obviously um but yeah the times of going out to dinner see you later particularly towards the last maybe eight weeks onwards mm. um if i were to go out for a meal now it would be something that i can easily track for example three eggs with a yeah. of bread and greens or you know and piece of meat or something like that um yeah. but yeah goodbye to dinners
1: yeah i still yeah. have one meal out a week at least for my own sanity mm. but it's the same place and i get the same yeah. thing just yeah I love it. it's like double chicken green bowl pumpkin puree anyways luke can get his pancake Yum. stack and it works well together we have a business meeting um but i like to make sure that i do still have that buffer in there even though it's not going to be perfectly tracked right if you are consistently inconsistent it's a form of consistency so going to the same place having the same meal on the same day and swapping that out for a lunch you know like the, I guess the gap or the margin for error is quite small, mm. but like what you said, Danny, you know, from about 12 weeks out is when I really start tightening it up or making sure I'm overestimating, right? Yep. Because the goal really is to step up fat loss from that last period. Mm. Um, So I, I make sure that I'm overestimating at least.
0: Yeah. Particularly when it comes to oils, because the amount of yeah. oils that people cook and you yeah. can even have a word to the waiter and just say, yeah, oh, he, he loves likes me. Eating. There you go. Go somewhere Like, oh you like, yep. He's yeah. like, I see you at any time fitness. I'm like, yeah, sorry, I come
1: to the same place because uh, I know you guys give me good serving of chicken breast here. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah exactly right. Some people even weigh it, but try yeah. your luck. Some do, some don't. If it's yeah. a smaller place, they're more likely to. Um, Mm. but yeah overestimate particularly the oils and i love that you said to be consistently inconsistent regarding that Um, Mm. another example because i really love barramundi with the skin on and i know you do too but i've just recently become obsessed with it and there are so many different entries now so i kind of went with the one with the higher fat Um, Mm. and at the end of the day if i just pick the same one Mm. that's okay Yeah, because I'm not chopping and changing all the time, just stick with the same fish that I put in. Do you know know what? The skin when it's closer. Do you know what? I've been using the wrong entry for so long. And I only
1: just realized, I don't know, maybe a couple of months ago, because. So you're right. The barramundi is really hard to find on MyFitnessPal, but one time they were out of the fresh stuff in the deli. So I brought the packaged one. It's yep. got the um, the plastic over the top and I scanned it. And the fat was like three times higher than what I'd been tracking.
0: Oh, were you? Because there's one that's like 6.9 grams on NutTab. So if my fitness pal isn't serving you, you can use NutTab. And for like 100 gra- or 100 to 130 grams, it's like seven grams of fat. I don't know. Yeah, what did yours say?
1: Yeah, like something like well, that. You would have been it, scanning the one with no fat. Don't it's actually me. like salmon. I didn't realize it was mm-hmm. like salmon.
0: Uh, yeah, well, it can be with the. With, the ones that have the fat. So that's why sometimes it's just easier to remove the skin. You, or just, you would not divide, because that's a big difference. Do you know how much
1: barramundi I <laughs> off,
0: cut mate. back now. I'm like far out. But
1: mm. then I think that's a, like I prepped the last show eating a lot of barramundi. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It was a form of being consistently inconsistent i'm using the same entry like don't get me wrong that's not ideal because there was a pretty big difference in terms of the calories so me just tracking chicken or tracking barramundi when you're flexible dieting yeah um that's when flexibility sometimes um you know can have a downfall is because you do have option and variety and what i tend to do in preps is reduce that significantly just Mm -hmm. less room for error um Mm -hmm. as well as the thermic effect of food making sure that i've got consistency there because that in itself the thermic effect of food can equate to about 30 percent of our calorie out budget so that's why usually like choosing more whole foods is obviously more beneficial, but mm. some whole foods are going to have a greater thermic effect um, on your metabolism than say like, you know, basmati rice. Like I'll use yeah. more potatoes or things that are just going to have that more higher effect on metabolism.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think the best bit is to just find what works for you, what sits well in your gut and don't don't chop and change too much. Yeah. Yes, yeah. for the sake of your mental health, or I'd add in maybe one or two different things a week just mm. to, I don't know, have some variety, but really don't have any variety to be honest, aside yeah. from that. Um, one thing that I was going to say that I posted on my story was the types of salmon. Now you can actually get, so we've all seen like the normal salmon that's really high in fat, but you can actually get the, um, Atlantic salmon mm. and they're not lazy salmon or oh, not lazy. Cause I don't know some salmon are put in pools where they don't really get to swim upstream and be in the wild and all that. So for the ones that do get to swim upstream and are in the wild, they have less body fat because they're more active. They're leaner. leaner. So you can get salmon that only has like four grams of fat instead of 20. And it actually tastes pretty good. I swear to God. Atlantic salmon. I posted it on my Instagram, um, but yeah, I'll post it again. Just look for the, it's in Coles. Yeah. Just where all the salmon. but look for the type without all the white fat lines in it because it's been swimming more it's leaner therefore Mm. has less fat i guess it's exactly the same as um choosing different cuts of steak
1: like if Mm. you buy rump for example like it's going to be quite lean because of the the area of the cow that it's on um Mm. in say like something that's got marble fat through it um like the more expensive cuts which are usually more tender um so yeah you can generally see it Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say don't watch it if you like fish, but that sea spiracy. What oh, yeah, you I brought showing... it up on
0: last week, and I tried to, I tried to, I'm, um, I'm not still... hear it. Don't bring it up. Oh, I've got to tell you about the salmon. I don't know. I don't want to know. And I, look, if our listeners want to know, great. But I don't want to become a podcast that's just ruined everyone's, um, not only love for fish but day okay please
1: I can't. i'm soft
0: when it comes all to right
1: it. all right look i'm still eating salmon um but yeah so we'll move on to the next one which is not pre-planning your macros. so this oh, is something worse. that i just think is so fundamentally important if you've got timelines and strict targets to meet like you have to plan your stuff ahead at yep. least at least a few meals ahead like at the absolute bare minimum
0: yeah. A, it saves time. B, you'll make sure to hit your macros because mm. I'm sure a lot of us have been in that scenario where you're just winging your macros for the whole day. And then it comes to the end of the night, you don't have many calories left and you're stuck eating something like egg whites and spinach for dinner. Oh, and it's-, it's the most depressing thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't it's not do fun it.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> make sure like, you know, you, I usually say like, track the next day. Um, do yep. it in, first thing in the morning or before you go to bed, stack it into one of your routines there. Not only from a compliance standpoint, but I just also think from an organizational standpoint of making sure you've got the food in the house.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause you don't want to shop on an empty stomach as well. You'll end up buying everything that you don't need. Yeah. Um, and it's nice. We've just started now planning the meals, um, the date, the night before. So have them ready in the fridge, wake up, go for a walk and the food's already ready. Um, yeah. as opposed to cooking it in the morning, cause that just adds to all the stress. So mm. yeah, pre-plan it the night before, have them ready in the fridge, wake up and go dominate your day.
1: Yeah. And are you like, remember when we first started recording the podcast <laughs> and you'd have like your lunch blocks, or your stuff is, is that what your lifestyle's like at the moment?
0: Oh, I remember that. I, I would bring it to your house to record with my yeah. thing. Well, the thing is I work a lot from home now, to yeah. be honest. I don't really need to to do that, but I still like to have them all ready in the fridge now. If I do need to go somewhere, yes, with my travelling, I will be doing that. Um, I had a, a few people reach out um, about, oh, you know, can I take food on the plane when I'm going into state? Yes. I remember in comp prep, my whole carry-on was food, mm. like, and it will be again. So yes, I will be carrying things all around the place. Um, What about you?
1: Yeah, well, I'm very much the same. So Mm. something I prefer to do is actually have bigger meals and eat less frequently anyway. So I'm very much like a a breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a protein shake somewhere sort of girl. Cool. Mm. Yeah. Never been into the frequent meal thing just because with work, shift work in the past, I couldn't anyway. Yep. So I was just, and I like feeling full. Like, oh, there's nothing worse than eating and being like, is that it? Is that yeah. it? And you, it's going to come, right? But, you know, when not this, um, early. Not this early and I can yeah. at least pack the meals up to make them feel quite voluminous because I'm a big eater. Like I Mm. love food. I Mm. love volume. I, my meals are probably like three times the size of Luke's and I'm not even joking. He eats like a bird and I like, I double that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't tend to have to take much stuff out with me. I just take my water. But if I was going um, somewhere like the other side of Melbourne and I was out for like six hours, I would absolutely take it. And yep. I have no reservations about like going to a cafe and just ordering a coffee and having my lunch. Like mm. it used to be so frowned upon back in the day, um, but it's it's so much more um, receptive now. And I think, yep. I don't know whether it's just, I don't know, the... the the year now, or allergies, or well, people still want our
0: business, yeah. People still want business, but then they're also realizing that a lot of people have allergies and food intolerances. So, yeah. what are you better off not having the person there at all, or having them there and then they're ordering coffees and and um mm. spreading good word about your cafe? So. Yeah, well, I've been told off though in the past, yeah, like you I've, do sometimes, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I reckon it'll be great to to let people bring their own. Look, I don't know. I'm not a cafe owner.
1: But... <laughs> Byo, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Sometimes I would never just go in and not purchase
1: anything. But um, yeah, you can't do that. I think um, I think like you know when you're in comp prep, when you at least eat a meal in the car every now and then.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I used to always do that. Um, but then that'll come down to our last point as well. We'll expand on that. But yeah, organize because. People, I remember people used to oh, you bring your food everywhere. But then I'd be laughing because they'd be starving and then they'd yeah. just end up buying whatever's there, which sometimes there's not good food options to buy. And then yeah. they'd be like watching me eat my beautiful food. And then, yeah, well, jokes on them. So. <laughs> jokes on you. Jokes yep, on you. <laughs> yep.
1: And even like in regards to like pre-planning your macros, I will have like, you know, tuna cans in my gym bag, like just in case and, you know, protein sachets and just things at hand because the difference as well, like between maintenance and dieting is like, your tolerance for hunger is a lot smaller, so you can yeah. go from zero to ten really quickly when mm-hmm. you miss your meal. Um, whereas at maintenance, this is why people can be like, oh, I forgot to eat lunch." I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Are you <laughs> I'd be kidding on the floor?"
0: Me? Past yeah. On. yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's the
1: difference, and that just gets worse, right? That just gets yeah. worse. So, God forbid, if you're like, okay. Something's happened and now I'm out for longer. At least I've got some rice cakes and tuna in my gym bag that I can have on the go and just log that, like, and then just mm. it's just gonna keep me satiated until I actually get back home and have my proper meal.
0: Yeah, and the funniest thing happened yesterday. Well, it was funny on my end. So well, previously to last night, two days ago, Paul was up a bit later cooking all these meals, putting them all in the container, getting ready, because you know we're both comp prepping now, getting them ready for the day ahead. <laughs> packs all my meals to the gym and forgets his whole day of food. Oh, and the moment gosh. that he found out, it was like, oh, the worst he thing do? ever. He ended up getting plain chicken breast from the store down the road, but the whole day he was just starving. Like would it have was not Well, I did <laughs> offer that. Oh, I did offer it hoping you'd say no. And that I did, did offer to go me. home. But he was being he was I'm like, have some rice, but he doesn't really like rice. He was being a bit stubborn. But by the end of the day, he was nearly passed out. So but I don't know. Sometimes you do have to give a little bit. Um, but there are options. So find some plain food that you can track, get a packet of rice or something there, and then just get on with your day. But then the best part was you got to have an epic feast when I only for dinner, when I only had a small meal. So it's not all bad. You've got to find the silver lining. Big props to Paul for prepping your meals. What the hell is going on there? <laughs>
1: Unbelievable.
0: I do help out. I do all the washing. <laughs>
1: <Uh-oh>.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. It's like the opposite. You're the opposite to me, Luke. I think I'm the opposite to most. Um. So what do you guys do? So you do the cooking and he does the washing. I'm so undomesticated, like so undomesticated. Oh, Luke does just everything. I do
1: all the cooking. Like I'm a good cook. But- yeah everything else and oh like he's so basic i'll cook all my stuff and then i'll just put some steak and chips and stuff on for easy. him um <laughs> but yeah yeah i don't do the washing
0: <laughs> yeah i don't mind it because for me it doesn't take he hates it but i'm like you know what it doesn't take much brain power mm-hmm. i can just my hands just do it it's That's just true. easy you That's don't have to true. think about it
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs>
0: anyway, pre-planning macros. Make sure you do it, but don't leave all your meals at home. <laughs> yes, don't do that. Uh, and number three, so disregarding meal timing around your workout. Ooh. Ooh, yes, controversial, but not really because it's science. If you're about to work out, <laughs> <laughs> can we quote that controversial, but not really because science. <laughs> we can apply that to many things, can't we, Cheryl? <laughs> yeah. Um, So food is fuel. If you're about to expend energy, your body needs to draw that energy Mm. from your food. So it's really important to eat before you train. It's really important to nourish your body after you train.
1: Yeah. Meal timing is something I've changed my mind on. Like there was a time where I didn't think it was that important. Mm. Um, And don't get me wrong. It's not more important than the total daily, you know, calorie count and protein, of course. But it's definitely up there. And I think we need to be like when your goal is fat loss um, and preserving muscle mass, you Mm -hmm. need to be prioritizing protein sources and carbohydrate um, around your actual training session to get the most bang for your buck. Because like if your goal is just weight loss and you just want to lose a number on the scale, well, this is why all those freaking skinny me tea shakes and, you know, just (laughs) eating less works. But Mm. a lot of the time, you know, we're not striving for just weight loss. We're striving for fat loss. Mm -hmm. And this is why meal timing becomes super important.
0: Yeah, particularly when it's fat loss without muscle loss. And then we want to prevent injuries, so we need to be Mm. performing correctly and recovering well as well because Mm. our food is our recovery too. So we spend the time in the gym breaking down our muscles. We need to replenish that with nutrients to help rebuild. Um, So there's no point having your set target for the day and then, for example, working out in the morning and not eating and then, oh, well, I've got so many calories left, I'll eat them all towards the end of the day. Like, no, that will not work at all.
1: Yeah, not only that, but you know, you need to be prioritizing like meal timing to improve other areas like your sleep as well. So mm. if you're backloading, and I've I've had this conversation with a few people, especially in builds, when calories get high, and they've all of a sudden yep. got 800 calories for dinner, and I'm like, no, oh my god, we can't be doing this. I mean, we can't. It's going to impact your digestion. It's going to impact your sleep. You're just going to be sitting there with glucose in your blood. and You're not actually going to be putting that into the muscles, which is why we're trying to build carbohydrates up. So yeah. I'm a big fan of second breakfast and this is something I tell all my um, girls to do that at maintenance or above because it helps you get carbohydrates in early and often we're taught like in the dieting mindset, right? We try to save calories where we can. So we might extend breakfast or Mm -hmm. do those sorts of things. Whereas when the opposite occurs, we have to let go of that mentality as well. And I like to encourage more carbohydrates, more calories, and more total food in the first, First half of the day when generally we're more busy and more active rather than saving calories.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it also, that's really good. And then it also does depend on when, when you do train those. So then if you're hmm. an office worker um, and you don't really take breaks during the day, which you should, um, and you're training in the PM, I would still eat more calories in the morning, to be honest, just to fuel your day, but then also save a fair chunk for around your workout. So let's just say you eat more protein, fats, and veggies throughout the day, and then have your pure carbohydrate sources your breads your rice honey fruit whatever around your workout timing Mm, mm.
1: yeah i was reading something really interesting that was talking about um front loading and back loading Mm. um total calories as well and the the research showed that front loading calories made the participants actually move more Um, throughout the day so increase their meat levels nice you know when you look at that what that actually means is that maybe you don't have to diet as aggressively because your Mm. calories might be higher so even though we save calories and we try to petition them at the back end of the day to compensate for hunger what if we did the opposite yeah you might be a little bit more hungry but maybe your calories could stay a bit higher because your rate of loss would be appropriate
0: Yep. I love that because if you haven't eaten all day, you're going to feel way more sluggish. You're not going to be up and about and animated and burn energy in other ways. So then it kind of backfires. So for me and for you, you still have your regular meal times, even though it's less frequent for me as well. Keep the meals regular, but then I just change the type of carbohydrates that I eat Protein yes. stays the same. And when we spoke to Stacey Sims as well, she really highlighted the importance of regular protein, protein throughout the day right. as well. Yeah. Um, but then more information on metabolic adaptation was in our episode with Luke Tulloch, um, mm. Holly Baxter, and even Tierra Nelson. We've had amazing nutrition guests, haven't we? Mm, I'm just, yeah. The list just goes on and on and on. But anyway... Mm. Um, Yeah, so definitely regular meals, but what you eat around your workout is so important for your energy, body composition and recovery.
1: Yeah, look, and if your macros are set um, appropriately as well. And, you know, your goal is similar to ours, you know, with building muscle building and perhaps fat loss and preserving muscle, for example, your carbohydrates shouldn't be dirt low. So it's really important to make sure you're having 20 to 30 grams roughly, you know, give and take your body weight around your workout before. And then after carbohydrates, like I don't tend to feel like I train better with a huge dose of carbs. I just need like a a, a moderate dose of carbs that i have throughout my meals anyway. so yep. you don't have to think oh i need 50 grams of carbs and 20 grams of protein and just two grams of fats and my creatine all pre-workout you don't mm-hmm. have to get so particular about you know pre and peri and post workout nutrition um but if you're eating consistently like every you know four-ish hours and having a decent serving of protein particularly you're usually going to tick the box
0: yeah. Yeah. I find that carbohydrates are one of those things that you can eat an unlimited amount of. So although I enjoy them because they give me that little spike, I do recognize that if I have so, so many, I just keep wanting to chew through the food. Yeah. So I love fats and protein. Me my too. favorite, you, you're, you're the same, right? Too,
1: yeah. yeah. I get a bit, um, and I've spoken about this before. It's something that I was like, um, I was like, Oh, I'm not sure We're, like, you know, this is my own conclusion was that I was getting like a bit hypoglycemic when I would have a lot of carbohydrates pre-training mm. with not enough fats, okay. was, like, I'd get jittery and like, mm. and then my appetite would just spike and it, yeah, like it was just because I wasn't having enough fats. Yep. So, you know, even though carbohydrates and protein are important, like I'm very much balanced when it comes to macros and, and that way of nutrition.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love having fats as well. And it's also good for your hormone health. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, yeah, the main change would be I would have like a bowl of um, rice puffs or oats just before my workout amongst yeah. my normal meals, to be honest. Just a mm. little bit of my extra carbs just before. And then that's sort of the main difference. I don't mm. really... Get too nitty gritty, mm. um, but that's a significant change. The difference between oats and vegetables is enough to fuel your workouts sufficiently or not. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And yeah. I think we
1: spoke a lot about that when we spoke about glycemic index in one of the um, episodes about choosing your carbohydrate sources as well.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Awesome. Skipping on micronutrient dense foods, Mm -hmm. big no, no. Do you have any approaches at the moment when it comes to micros? Like what are you sort of looking for?
0: Well, I eat a pretty large range of vegetables, to be honest. I get my um, micronutrients from my vegetables and then I eat whole foods when it comes to meats and things like that. Um, I do take some supplements, so magnesium, zinc um, and some vitamins as well, uh, like a vital greens powder. But, yeah, mainly just from my fruits and vegetables, just like any good girl should be eating. I don't know <laughs> yeah. where that came from. but <laughs> <laughs>
1: Eat
0: your fruits and vegetables. Well, it's true. You, you, yeah. the, the benefits are just too great to dismiss. Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I think as well, like some of the things that I like to lean more towards is, um, seafood. I make sure that I'm having, you know, a good amount of seafood. There's just so many benefits. Oh, seed,
0: seed or sea? Seafood. Yeah. Oh, seafood. fish. Yep, yeah, Sorry. Like
1: fish and salmon. Yeah. I have oysters Yum. for the, the zinc around my period. Mm. And like there's, you know, there's so many ways that you can attack micronutrients, mm. um, from a whole food perspective. And that's always one of my big goals. I do take yeah. a few supplements. Um, I take Zinc and magnesium around my cycle, and nice. magnesium always. Um, I take vitamin B's because that's something I was deficient in. What else? You know, Vegemite has vitamin B. To yeah, me. I know. I love
0: vegemite Yeah, but not all good quality B's. You yeah.
1: know, but if only, if only I pay a fortune for my vitamin B's. If I could just lick some Vegemite, I'd be. I know. <laughs> um, so true. <laughs> but yeah, micronutrients mostly comes from food. Um, I would yeah. say like 95% of your supplementation should come from food. Something yeah. I do think in the winter is um, vitamin D because I know that I can get a little bit low on that when I'm not getting much sunshine. I can almost see it in my face. Mm. I just go completely pale. Mm. Um, but yeah, you can never have too many micros because if you over consume um, vitamins anyways, you just pee them out.
0: Yeah, exactly right. But it's also about finding which vegetables that you can digest. I'm obsessed. Yeah. I go through phases, which I'm at the moment, I'm obsessed with eggplant and zucchini fried oh, on zucchini. the frying plant oh, pan. With your barramundi. No- oh, I don't mix them because I don't want everything tasting like, you just put it all in, just mix it, it all, all. in the pan. All in the pan. All right, I'll give that a go. But there's like no calories in zucchini and eggplant at all. They're my favorites at the moment. I've cut out... um. I used to have a lot of peas, corn, broccoli and all that. And then I realized, what am I doing? Like your gut does not really like that, eh? But it was just, Um, it was in the frozen section. I used to do it, but now I'm putting way more effort into my vegetables, which I know you've put effort into your veggies for a long time now. Mm, yeah veggies is like i rotate a lot i've had a lot of gut issues in the
1: past so i'm very like selective about yeah. what i use i eat a shitload of zucchini um Yum. it's a like i'd probably eat like five a day i kid you not i eat, yeah like for breakfast and lunch i chop it anytime i'm cooking mints i'll put zucchinis in there mm. um i'm more cautious with fodmaps and cauliflower broccoli those sorts of things i'll just make yeah. sure i'm only having like one or two cups of those a day just because my guts can get a bit inflamed particularly when I'm in a deficit, so yeah, i usually fine at maintenance or in a small surplus. I usually don't get gut issues at all mm. um, because I'm choosing some of those higher GI carbs as well. But yep. once fiber, especially non soluble fiber, increases, and I tend to, you know, eat a lot more vegetables as well, like I could eat like four broccoli, you know, when oh, in yeah, depths, in the depths of a dieting phase. Mm it still is quite important that I'm mindful of like, you know, I'm not what I eat. I am what I digest. And if I'm constantly bloated and feeling gross, it's going to show. And the amazing episode that we did with Lindy, right. Mm. You know, Our guts play such a huge um, component in our cognition, our skin, like Mm. our vitality, every area of our life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it all comes down to that just self-awareness, but it's pretty Mm. obvious if you're not digesting your food, You'll have gas and you'll be bloated and Mm. maybe, yeah, cut out the 10 cups of broccoli. I learned that the hard way. Oh, Mm. my carbs are increasing. I'm just going to have a shit ton of veggies and be very full. Well, oh, that did backfire. And then I didn't have energy anyway. So it's good to get still a lot of vegetables, aim to have them in every single meal, use fruits as well, though. So I'm going to just start having more fruits because I kind of neglected my fruits for some reason. But um, yeah. What am I going to have? A bit of pineapples, some blueberries, but what any fruit, to be honest. Yeah. So yeah. it's not really worth me listing it. Just have the fruit that you like.
1: Yeah, I like to, when it comes to fruit, eat in season. That's a way that you know yes. you're going to be able to get the most out of your micronutrients. So at the moment, I'm loving like all the citrus and the oranges and those sorts of things. Um, where especially- are
0: pineapples? Like there's no pineapples around. Well, they're tropical, aren't they? Yeah, and that's that's why I suppose. So mm-hmm. if, you, if your supermarkets don't actually have the fruit, that probably means that they're not in, or not supermarket, but like whole food stores, they're not in season. And we spoke yeah. about that with Abby actually, where yeah. a lot of us- drink coconut water when we don't live in the tropical North Queensland environment where you can get coconuts. So yeah, yeah, eat what's in season. Very good point.
1: Yeah, you can also see at the supermarkets it'll say Australian or imported. Mm. So, um, you know, obviously if you're eating Australian, it's usually going to be more so in season. But if it's Mm. the middle of winter and it's watermelon or grapes, it's probably coming um, from international, probably being imported over there. So, yeah, um, you know, I like to do most of my shopping at like I have a butcher. The meat is just like. It's, it's not even comparable, the taste, mm. um, as well as seafood. So that's his preference for me, as well as he does the liver combo that I try and eat sort of yep. three or four times a week um yeah. and I just put in big orders like to be honest a lot of people think that this sort of stuff takes more effort it really doesn't like mm. I go and see him like once every three four weeks mm. and he'll I pay like a hundred dollars and that meat will last me for ages yeah um the That's same good. with like the seafood I'll try and buy that fresh especially after sea um <laughs> and then really all I'm doing at the supermarket when I don't go to the markets because I do go to the markets probably every fortnight is yeah just yep. stocking up on um, like essentials like sauces and salt and pepper and frozen stuff and those sorts yep. of things.
0: Yeah. And it's really good. It's because um, I never used to really spend too much time in the supermarket, but I suppose the nature of my work is giving me that flexibility to be able to do so. But then I'm also really learning to appreciate food and food sources and where it comes from and not just mm. um, see it as a transaction. It's actually like a process that you go through from purchasing the food, um, to then cooking it, consuming it. It's, you Mm. know, it's kind of like a ritual now, which I Mm. really love. Mm. Well, it reminds me of like, you know,
1: you wouldn't take a cheap vitamin right? Like you wouldn't take a cheap vitamin. You'd be like, well, the mm. quality's not even there. Like mm. it's this, and that's where I, what I looked at, you know, with a lot of the meat sources, I'm like, oh, a lot of this stuff's like full of steroids and it's probably mm. not farmed the best. And the same mm. with a lot of the fish and things like that. And that's where I was like, I'm going to go to the butchers and try it out this way. And then like throw some mint and some liver in there. Like, how can I get more out of what I'm eating? How can I get the most out of the calories that I'm already consuming?
0: Yeah, by digesting it and by it being full um, food sources or, yeah, whole food sources. Mm. And when it comes to um, if it fits your macros or macro tracking, still include these foods like it's Mm. not just about hitting the target well you'll be very hungry if you don't include any vegetables or fruits or things like that because you'll if you have calorie dense foods you could have two meals and you've hit your targets already so it's a Mm. really good strategy to include these volume foods as well for Mm. when you're dieting
1: yeah. And I know when people get hungry, they crave like, you know, weird looking mug cakes and protein mm-hmm. cookies and all these sorts of things. We crave those sweets, but if you're in a calorie deficit you're going to be hungry it's sort yep. of the point like it's yep. sort of the point um it's great it means your metabolism is functioning properly you're getting hungry cool you're in a deficit it's reinforcing that so try mm. and reward that and fuel that with whole foods even yep. though you might want a lot of this garbage and the Lenny and Larry cookie and to feed this crazy Len and Laz Len and Laz. Oh, like go to the days where it's just about hitting your macros Mm. i really do believe that we need to be looking at quality just as much as quantity and i'm not saying that quality is more important i'm saying that they're pretty much equal and Mm. i know that there's a lot of people that when it comes to body composition they say well as long as you're in a calorie deficit and i'm like (laughs) that is the lazy coach way of talking to be honest calorie deficit is not the solution it's the problem but Mm. i teach people how to manage with it cravings, hormonal digestion, Mm -hmm. all these sorts of things are going to respond so much better to foods and chemicals that it understands how to break down rather than all this splendor pasta shit and like all this stuff that our guts just hate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing that I'm really going to work on or do um, this time around, no protein bars, no whey protein um, and really minimize like no sweeteners, things like that, because they're just wasted calories, to be honest. And you probably will end up more hungry. So for me, like I really know that there are so many other elements that enhance my hunger, um, like lack of sleep or feeling mm-hmm. stressed in my environment or just sitting there doing nothing, like distract yourself, keep yourself busy, go laugh, like do something fun. There are, we've done this long enough to work out sort of our triggers and how to also reflect, okay, I kind of stuff that up mm. um, in ways that aren't just involved around food. So there is a lot in it. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm going to work on. Definitely cut all that stuff out.
1: Mm, Yeah. You'll feel, yeah, you'll feel so much better for it. Like Mm, your mm. body just responds the way it should. Do you know what I mean? Like I think so many times and it's not even just dieting, but people just try and find the easy route when it comes to like, oh, well, I'm just going (laughs) to, yeah, there's none and I lean into it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's supposed to be hard. You're supposed to be hungry. You're supposed to be uncomfortable. It's mm. sort of, like I said, sort of the point. Um, yeah,
0: but there are little hacks that we you know, well, we've uh, shared a lot of points here, but things like, I know you love it, sparkling water. I had it for oh. the first time at your house ages ago. I'm well on the sparkling water and those spud light potatoes mm. as well in the air fryer. So they, yes. they look like normal potatoes in taste, but they have way less carbs. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just little things like that. Mm. Be yeah. smart with your food.
1: Yep. And having a poor eating environment.
0: Yes. Eating on the go, as we mentioned earlier, so eating in the car um, or eating when you're walking, not ideal because when you're on the move, all the blood goes to your limbs because that's what's propelling us forward. And then if it's going away from, um, yeah, going to your limbs, it's going away from your stomach where all the digestion happens. So we really need to just sit and be present when we're eating, not on the phone, not watching the TV, not doing work, just be there with your meal
1: yeah absolutely i think you know we all need to be sitting down at a table eating our meals mm. it's a non-negotiable for me like they like no phones we need to be smelling our food seeing mm. our food salivating over our food you know producing those enzymes that are going to help us digest it so if people think that digestion is just from once the food's in the stomach it's not it's from mm. the moment that we see it all those sensations help you actually metabolize that food properly. Yeah. Um, so really important. Like yes, there's going to be times where we're eating meals out of cars, right? It's going mm-hmm. to get to that. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, it's only it's it's not the it's the minority, not the majority of the way that we do eat. So yeah. as well as um the cold drinks, you know that we've got there. So we elaborated a lot with um Abby, and um she spoke from a Chinese medicine perspective on how cold foods you know aren't ideal particularly in winter Mm. um but it comes down to our body has to heat food up it takes a lot of energy to heat food up before Mm. we can actually absorb it the same with fluids so really important that when you're drinking fluids in winter um that it is like lukewarm or even warm if you can have it warmer the better Uh, Mm. it's just going to help with that absorption
0: yeah, that's so true because what I used to do would be wake up, have a cold glass of water, have a coffee. So then my in- insides would be like, I don't know, the coffee does something to the villi on the inside of your, your stomach. So then and then I'd have breakfast and then it would be like, oh, God. So now like what you spoke about with um Lindy last week that you do and now that I do. Warmish water in the morning doesn't have to be Mm. fully warm or a tea or something. Get the digestive tract going, and then I have my um, vital greens and supplements and all that. Not armor force or things that are gonna make you feel sick on an empty stomach and not fish oil, just the ones that I know I can digest on an empty stomach. Um, Go for my walk and then get my coffee later because there's Mm. no point in having supplements and coffee because it's just going to go through you. Sorry mm. for the visuals, but you know what I mean? Like you need to set your stomach up to be able to digest.
1: Yeah. You know, someone told me, I said that um, because I take fish oil, the oil, because the tablets, I was getting reflux and burping them up. Gross. Um, <laughs> and there's nothing worse than burping up fish oil. <laughs> someone told me, put it in the fridge so it sets
0: hard. Uh, my, um, what, the tablet? Hmm. Oh, But my fish oil is in the fridge and it doesn't go hard. Oh, they talk. Maybe it's something to do with the capsules. Then it might did be They say fridge or freezer. Can't oh, remember. big difference. Mm, oh, give it a go, but then that. they might explode in the freezer. Nah, you know how you they... leave a. Have you ever left a bottle of Coke in the oh, freezer and, or, or, a a wine? or a cruiser? or a house Yeah, I was gonna. Then <laughs> <laughs> it just explodes everywhere. Oh, it's the worst. Oh, so bad. Well, someone can try that with the fish oil. Yeah, yeah, that's a good <laughs> one. Um,
1: but yeah, that's like when you're when chewing it comes
0: food. To, oh, chewing sorry. food. Yeah. Sorry, you go. Chew your food. Nah, um, <laughs> basically, us chewing the food um, stops your stomach from having to spend so much time and energy digesting it. So, we do a lot of the job first. That's why we have teeth. Chew your food. Um, and then, yeah, you'll be able to digest it better. And if you're eating steak, chew your food. I don't, have I told the story about what happened to me? Oh, at the restaurant. Yeah. Did I tell I think- that on this? No. Nah, so, uh, anyway, oh. So every time that someone says the word rump steak, I automatically go into fight or flight because that was one of the scariest times of my life. I was used to smashing my food down, blah, 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 at a restaurant for my grandma's birthday, choked on a piece of steak, couldn't breathe, brother had to come and give me the Heimlich, literally like out of the movies, one of the scariest moments of my life ever. Um, but yeah, I survived, obviously, thank God. Um, but now I've really learned. Just chew your damn food. And if you order steak, make sure it's not really, really, really chewy and cut it up small. Just- was um was everyone <clears throat> in the restaurant looking at you? Yes. Like it was literally one of those scenes out of a movie where oh you can't talk or you're just gasping for air. Sorry for the extreme visuals. Um, and then thank God my brother was there and he just ran across the table because I was with my whole family. Um, And little nieces as well. And then, yeah, even though I know a lot of people will message saying, don't do the Heimlich, but look, it worked. It's what my brother knew to do at the time. Um, And if you're ever home alone, you're meant to just like throw yourself over a chair. We're getting into Danny's first aid class all of a sudden. But it's important to know. Well, they still tell you to do it, but just down lower. They yeah, do it down or lower smack a, a few blows to the yeah. back when, when yeah. you're bending over. Uh, yeah. But, look, if that doesn't work, just do the heimlich. Don't worry about your ribs. I was very sore for a few days after in my ribs, but I didn't care because really? I was alive. Um, and then, yeah, thank God I was able to, um, yeah, survive that one. So, But oh, it was. Yeah. It was a steak. that was really chewy. My grandma called and she goes, nah, this is a bit too chewy, this steak. And then I'm looking over and I'm like, oh bless her she's got dentures maybe that's what it is and then i was talking swallow it nah over the esophagus it was that i would have wanted a refund Oh, uh, i was in you get in shock and then they're like oh you're gonna finish it i'm like no thank you, no, are you just kidding get me? that out of get that out of my side the I baby just went, food yeah oh, yeah anyway so i haven't really had steak since to be honest it's, nah, um, it's I something i'm working either. on yep you know Do you
1: go, food, go, go, go to mince i'd be going to mince,
0: mince um forever <laughs> yeah i don't i'm not a massive steak
1: fan to be honest i usually get mince and i can flavor it up and make it taste better yeah. i'm not a massive red meat um person mm. um but, yeah, even when it comes to chewing your food, um, when we chew, we salivate more, and there's enzymes in that saliva that actually help to break down the food and produce more bile in the stomach as well. So it all links together. Um yeah. And this is why it's so important to make sure that you are getting most of your um, food from whole food rather than like drinking too many calories and doing those sorts of things. Those are very much hacks that you want to um, reserve. And I love a protein um, shake, right? Like Mm -hmm. I put it in my Nutribullet, blend it up. It's basically like ice cream, like the texture. I basically eat it. Um, I personally just would not put a protein shake in a shaker and drink it
0: anymore. Yeah, no, you have to have that volume. So even like the blended ice long blacks, which we used to do a lot, but now we know not to eat it around food. So if we're going to do it, don't have it around food. Oh, yeah, I've not whipped that out in a very long time. Yeah, Here it comes. It's coming. They're coming. Delicious. (laughs) Um, So for anyone who's going to ask for the recipe, so protein, powder, ice, water, and then blend it or add coffee in it as well. Or you can even do it without the protein powder, which is what Mm. I do. So mm. water and ice and then whatever yeah. you put with it.
1: Yeah, Easy. out comes all the low calorie, no calorie
0: drinks for, mm. the, for the next freaking 20 weeks, which is crazy. It's going quick, isn't it? It's going very quick, but we're well and truly uh, on the way, which is awesome. Um, and it's been cool to be able to share some of our little tips, but no doubt when we get to the sort of the end part, we'll make it a little bit more specific to dieting hacks and what we're actually doing. Mm. Um, it'll be interesting to see how energized we are. And it'll be yeah, interesting sure. to see how we go with our cycles as well. I'm really excited, to be honest, Yeah, yeah. to talk I, about that. Yeah, it will be
1: cool. Um, mm. I'm so excited to go through this with, um, you know, the knowledge that we have now. It'd be really cool to be able to talk about it and have the platform for it as well. Yeah. Um, What's your training like at the moment? You know, I guess nutrition, we're obviously starting in a deficit, but what about your training?
0: Yeah. So training, all I've really added in um, is just a morning walk, which is brilliant for my digestion and mental health anyway. So adding in a morning walk for about 45 minutes just to get out Um, one day of very low level HIIT training um, on a rest day, it's like six repetitions by 15 seconds. um, And that's literally it. Um, and then I've got my cross trainer at home for if I'm spending a big time in front of the computer and I don't want to go for a walk or whatever I've just put that there just to add in. but in terms of my strength training, that's all the same. still pushing mm. really hard, still training five days a week, um, not doing anything super fancy to be honest mm. so just small changes for me. What about mm. you?
1: Yeah, I'm very much the same. I mean um, I've got I've got moderate intensity cardio, five days a week at the moment. So about Mm -hmm. 180 minutes of cardio. Um, But I think we spoke about this last time or a couple of weeks ago, like I'm pushing a bit harder at the moment Mm. um, with cardio so that we can taper it down towards the back end of prep, more so just for fitness level, which is improved so much. That's the hard thing about your fitness, right? Like when it improves, you've got to go harder to get your heart rate up. It's crazy. Like when I was first started doing cardio, I got my heart rate up to like the 130, 140, just with a bit of an incline on a treadmill with a brisk walk. Mm. now I'm like okay I'm gonna have to convert to like different equipment now and you know use the spin bike because my heart rate just sort of has adapted or my aerobic Conditioning, I should say. And it really um, does.
0: Hey. Mm, really yeah. quickly.
1: Mm. And you know, it's interesting from like a cardio perspective. Like you'll notice this too, probably how efficient you feel in your actual training sessions, like my recoverability between sessions or sets, I should yep. say. Sorry. Like I just feel like, okay, I'm ready to go now. Like, especially in winter when you are that little bit more cooler. Yeah. <laughs> as well. Like you cool off quite quick. And I wear my um my watch when I'm training as well. And I can see when my heart rate and how quick. Quickly, it returns back to like resting. Nice. So like, okay, cool. It, I, I can probably like cut that rest time a little bit. I probably don't need as much.
0: Very good. It's all data. And it's important since we do not really work face-to-face and you're not in the wards anymore or... Um... Working as a nurse, so it is important for us to implement the the cardio in there. Um, but also what I've really noticed, yeah, as I said, digestion and then just for my mindset as well, you kind yeah, of walk so around good. the streets and it just brings you back to earth a little bit. You're mm. like, oh, yeah, trees, there are people. I love it. Yeah. It yeah. helps ground me. Absolutely.
1: Huge component mm. for mental health for me. Like mm. I just I need movement. Yep. Um, something I'm going to look at including is um, Lionel McDonald's um, cardio protocol? Have you? Do you know who that is? Lionel? No, McDonald. I just
0: thought of Ronald McDonald. No, Ronald McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: Lionel McDonald. Time Twister. He did. Lionel uh, Mac. Lionel Mac. <laughs> bit of an odd fella but very intelligent yep he wrote the the women's book which is pretty much um like a nutritional book for females but he's also got a lot in training he's almost like the stacy sims but a male version like that yeah really really cool um we should try and get him on the podcast one day he'd be interesting to have on Mm. But he has different sort of cardio protocols based around like stubborn fat loss for women. It sounds very cl- sort of clickbait. God, clickbait. It does, but it's not, trust me it's okay. not. Um so yeah, like once I'm sort of including that, I'm not going to include it for a while. It's more of like a HIIT protocol nice. about sort of including moderate intensity, then sort of 10 minutes of HIIT and then um stationary for 5 minutes to mm. help fatty acid mobilization and yep. then moderate intensity again. So he's got like protocols with that when to do it. So Really? You know, it, it, I love prep because it's a time to learn and it's mm. a time to experiment with different sorts of things as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. And um, my HIIT training goes a little bit like that as well. So it'll be mm. interesting once we sort of ramp it up, or if we do, we yeah. might, you know, be so well on track that we don't actually need to add in all this cardio. I mm. always see it as like a, a last minute thing that people sort of have to add in if you're panicking. But, you know, we're slowly adding things in now. So mm. it'll be interesting to see um, to what level we have to get towards the back end of everything. Yeah, for sure. And I know like, you know, when it comes to looking at
1: the categories that we're doing, I think it's just so more about like doing our best and do it, putting the package that we want on stage. And, you know, I feel like this is why we start early and why we get going now and why it's not 12 week preps anymore.
0: Yep. Yeah, exactly right. So i mm. so excited to be doing this with you. Um, mm. And for our listeners, I hope you took a lot away from today. Um, our top five nutrition mistakes. Again, if you're new to things, pick one or two things that you can work on. Um, but if you have a goal like competing, um, which a lot of our listeners have tuned in who are competing, uh, definitely don't ignore any of these five like Mm. really yeah these are important yeah really really important and um you know
1: like danny said we've done quite a few episodes on nutrition specifically um and we've had some really good guests on as well to share their expertise so make sure that you head back and listen to those if you haven't already um and if you did enjoy this episode please do take a screenshot tag danielle tag myself and of course the level up podcast thank you